0: Thank you for checking out the HR Like a Boss podcast. If it resonates with you, please consider leaving a rating and review. And better yet, subscribe and share with a friend. You can also take the HR Like a Boss survey at willery.com forward slash HRLAB. My name is John Bernadovich, and I've embarked on a journey to get to know amazingly awesome HR and business professionals. These conversations create the foundation for my book on what it takes to do HR Like a Boss. Uh, speaking with Stacy Harris today, Stacy is a connection that I've made through the HR technology space. She's one of the kind of thought leaders in that space and is doing a ton of research as it relates to HR technology. So Stacey, thank you for joining me.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. Looking forward to having a conversation about HR and HR leadership and, and where it's heading right now. So yeah, good stuff.
0: Awesome. So, t- tell me a little bit about your uh, your what you're doing these days, and and who you're working with, and um, some of the work you do.
1: Yeah, great. So um, my uh, actual title right now is Chief Research Officer, which basically means I continue to dive head deep into uh, data around uh, how organizations are adopting, using and leveraging HR technology across their organizations to uh, achieve outcomes and um, uh, get the work done of HR, as well as the work of business. And um, I'm a uh, uh, managing partner uh, and uh uh, co-founder of the uh, Sapient Insights Group, which is a research and advisory firm that is focused on um, uh, the research and the data that will help organizations make better decisions around um, their both people and financial um, uh, technology environments. And so, it's it's been a, a, a rough couple of months, I think, for everybody, um, as we've been in the in the midst of a pandemic um, and uh, launching a new business. But I'm really excited. Um, to talk more about how organizations are leveraging technology and data to make better decisions. I think more so in this last couple of months than we've seen in the last several years. So, so it's a good time to have this conversation.
0: Yeah. As a, as a person who started a business um, coming off of the great recession, uh, you certainly will have a unique story to tell 10 years (laughs) from now when you have super success, like what were we thinking and (laughs) how did we get through that time? And yeah, uh, I wish you nothing but the best. So thank you. Having worked with you know technologists and, and providers as well as end users and HR, how how would you how would you describe the purpose of human resources, Stacy?
1: Well, I, I think the, the the purpose of human resources is an ever evolving conversation. But you know, I think for where we're at now in in twenty twenty and in the in the world that that. Um, uh, is is built around how work and life and um, you know, sort of goals of organizations work together. Um, HR's purpose today is really to ensure that the needs of the organization and the needs of the employee work together and match. And when those two things work well together and are aligned, then you end up with some real magic inside of organizations. Um, there is still a lot of um, policy. There's still a lot of, um, you know, regulations and requirements but i think you know that's part of that conversation and and if you can't get those two things to work together then then uh, no amount of policy and requirements and regulations are going to help you through it so yeah
0: yeah and i assume seeing some of that magic happen as you mentioned it is probably some of the most gratifying thing that you've experienced in your in your time in hr as well as uh, being being an educator and and a researcher and a thought leader around technology which is becoming more and more a critical part of uh, every human resource professional so yeah
1: Yeah, no definitely it you know I think what's amazing is when you when you work with HR professionals and you know I've been both inside of organizations as a practitioner and as a leader and then outside she's on the consulting side and then now on the research side and in all cases when you get the opportunity to see an HR professional who has you know sort of connected the dots in a way that both the organization is getting some some real amazing outcomes but that the employees and and are achieving something they never thought they could achieve both personally and or you know through the organization and and that kind of win is um it really makes you feel like boy I'm doing something amazing I'm I'm doing something that's going to make a difference in people's lives and and that's the kind of feeling it's it's really powerful when you're in the nature profession and I think it's something we oftentimes forget uh when we get buried inside of uh minutia around you know the details of HR or the the uh compliance side or the the day-to-day requirements so yeah
0: yeah and how do you, how do you then measure success in what you're doing relative to the research you're doing and the education that you're providing from from a tech perspective to a, the HR community?
1: Yeah, we measure our success in a couple of ways. One is just literally by. Um, uh, we do an annual HR system survey that goes out every year. We've done that for the last 23 years, so it's pretty amazing um, that it has continued on for for so many years. And for us, success is you know how many people come back year over year to participate in our research, which means they're getting something out of it, right? Um, and we we added a question this year, which was pretty interesting, which is why do you why do you take this research? Because we ask. 250 questions we you know we break all the rules around survey taking and you know really no one should ever want to come back to our survey and we get amazing answers like you know this gives me an opportunity to sort of see all the things that are changing in hr this 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 makes me question my own internal organization conversations right and so i think for us you know success is is that we start the conversation that needs to be had inside organizations whether that's by participating in the survey reading the outcomes seeing a presentation it it however many conversations get started, however many people sort of participate in that conversation, that's success. The other side of that, I think, is that um, when people take that data and can can get action inside their organizations, I mean, I've got, you know, tons of, of stories around organizations who have taken our data and created business cases that have created huge change, you know, large global HR, you know, large global tech companies that have been able to Revamp their entire HR and technology environment because they were able to take our data as a starting point for the fact that um, Not only did they need to make change, but when they if they did make the change here were some of the outcomes they were going to achieve. So those are probably the ways that we measure most of our, our wins. So.
0: Cool. Yeah. And, and I'm and sure one of the main points I'm trying to get at in the book is using data to help leaders and business professionals make decisions. Yeah. And by, by using it, uh, kind of off of a feel-based, or you know, I, I I went to this event, or I'm being courted by this vendor, or fill in the blank of how we might have made this. They take me golfing, or they take yeah. they, they they bought me. Well, not anymore. Tickets to a basketball game. That that maybe necessarily that's a part of the relationship that's important, but the decision making should be you know, re- really fact-based, yep. customer-centric. And, and how you go about doing that. So I think that's really cool. Having seen the data and see you present on it, it's, it's well, to me, I'm an HR tech geek. Um, may, maybe uh, to not some extent of other people that you serve, but I, I think it's a really unique way for a company to, to streamline processes and make, it, make a better experience. Like you said, the yep. magic is in connecting the purpose of people with the purpose of the company. Uh, so I, I wonder if there's a time where you've seen HR deliver on that, having that profound impact that maybe one of your, as a practitioner or maybe one of your clients to where HR did something that was kind of maybe, I don't want to say cutting edge, but, uh, it, it was it was something that they implemented or did that then yeah. created a positive influence on the business.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think you know there's there's been lots of cases. I you know the one that I was just sort of referencing is you know it's a large global tech company. Um, they had you know made the decision to do our research. Plus, we had helped them with a little bit of internal surveying of their customers' uh, user experience around uh their current HR technology right so they so they took our data plus they 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 had us sort of flip our questions because we ask a lot of questions of of the administrator in HR we also then created a set of questions for them where they were asking their end users about how they were accomplishing HR tech HR tasks um in sort of common language right you know we weren't asking about a specific system but but we're asking about the process itself. And between those two data sets, they were able to create a vision for the senior leadership. And the senior leadership had the, a real goal of changing basically how leaders led in their organization. Um, one of the the largest global technology firms in the market and their are um, they were an older organization that had to basically reshift their thinking. Um, and the only way to do that was to shift their leadership model. Um, and what they were finding is they couldn't shift the leadership model because they didn't have the data. They didn't have access to the information on their employees. They didn't have access to information on, you know, sort of the work environments that they had. Everything was sort of separated into different silos. And so what um, this um, HR uh, shared service executive basically did is she took these stories and turned them into 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 you know pictures for the executives. And so she, we had these great caveats from all these different survey data sets and said, look, if you do this and you have an environment and a platform and you can sort of tie all this together, we can start to actually help you change leadership models. Um, and that now, it's been about four years, five years since they built that business case, implemented um, a, a very large implementation. I think at that point, that was a workday environment that they had implemented. Um, and they had um, sort of taken 21 different systems down to four different systems inside the organization from their from their overall stack. And then on top of that, then they extended um, during this pandemic um, efforts into working on um, what we would call enterprise HR service delivery. And so they really took, now, now they had all the data, now they had all the access to the employees and the information. Now they wanted to improve the uh, experience Uh, across the board so that people could um, uh, get the data more efficiently, um, both at a leadership level and individual level. And um, yeah, so it was amazing to watch that trajectory, right? Over a four year period and how at the end of the day, the outcome was really not only a change in leadership model, but a change in how they did HR because they had the data available to start looking at region by region, business unit by business unit, um, you know, Network analysis around who was who was important in critical communications during the pandemic. All that stuff wouldn't have been possible if they hadn't started four years ago on this you know, long transition. So yeah, that's probably one of the best stories that I've got.
0: That's neat. Yeah. And is there anything in particular about whether those professionals in HR that you were working with at that, that client or others in your career that really stood out to you uh, characteristically that makes a, a solid business leader in HR.
1: Yeah, you know, I think there's a couple things um, that, uh, that my contact Karen over there, she's amazing. Um, and um, I, the word that comes to mind is courageous. She took some real leaps of faith in in a, in a an environment where it was risky, right, you know, it, it, where there was a lot of pressure and a lot of expectations on the um, HR technology decisions. And it would have been really easy to say, well, if we just kind of tie together these systems, it it won't cost us as much right she kind of um put her her focus on i'm gonna create i'm gonna swing for the fences and 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 show you what could happen if we did a really big play um and i think that was a, a very unique um personality trait for her she was not someone who was gonna sort of um, be conservative in how she approached it but she also expected really big outcomes from it I think she got them Um, I think the other thing about her was that when she talked about the work that she was doing she rarely mentioned the technology she much more often mentioned the the changes the business was trying to make. So her conversations were always about business outcomes that she was trying to achieve. Uh, so those two characteristics were, you know, every time you spoke with her, you, you, you kind of saw those things.
0: Courageous is a great word, right? I have not had that one as a uh, answer to that question. I, I love it because it's also in HR, what I'm finding is that in order to be really awesome at it, you got to be good at a lot of things, right? Which is sometimes yes. difficult yeah. to do, right? You have to, understand your discipline in HR. You got to understand how business works. You got to know how to navigate people. You got to be a conflict, you know, resolve conflict. There's a wide range of things that experiences and, you know, obviously doing it the right way can help, but it's, it's, there's a lot. And if you have courage and adaptability, uh, flexibility, especially now um, it's, it's paramount. So I'm curious if your if your data tells you anything on this Stacy, or if you've, you've talked to clients, one of the things we're trying to figure out is, how do did, how did the right people with their, their mindful purpose get with the right company with an aligned purpose? And if there's a particular interview question or something you've seen in your, your career, they're hiring for your company or in the past that there's a question or two or a style that you make to say this, this feels like the right diverse kind of fit for us uh, in, in our company.
1: Yeah, I, I turn this this question around on on the on the the person looking for a job. Uh, this is uh, to me, it's 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 as incumbent on them as it is on on the company, right? Um, and, and I've had actually a lot of people through this pandemic who, you know, we, we're 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 seeing you know um, uh, unemployment at the highest levels we've we've seen since you know great depression times right now and so i've had a lot of friends and family people sort of come to me and looking for sort of how they think about their next job and the most important thing that i think i can tell both internal and external people when it comes to job seeking is you know you have to be passionate not about exactly what you're doing but passionate about the purpose of the company and the organization right um and i think you know if you feel like um you're just going for another job then it will just be that just another job and if you're hiring someone who has just the right skills you're going to be hiring someone who's just that they've got the skills right but if you're looking for someone who is gonna invest not only their extra time and energy in your organization, but also um, feel like it is adding value to their own life, you've gotta find someone who's passionate about something that ties to your company, right? Um, and I think that's, it sounds sort of silly, but you know, I, I had someone who really wanted to get back into working in some way of, of doing service inside of their, their community and you know, we had started talking about, you know, where they could start, you know, putting their resume in and how they could start changing their resume. And my first question was, well, where would you want to volunteer? If you, if you had all the money in the world and you could just volunteer somewhere, where would you want to volunteer? Right. And they're like, oh, well, I got these three. And I'm like, well, why wouldn't you go there and start to think about them as possibilities for companies you would want to work with? Um, another person had, um, was a gold medalist um, in, um, uh, I want to say it was, Romania it might have been Romania. It, it was it was it was a an Eastern European country she was a gold medalist in um, Shotput. I think it might have been one of those but it, amazing she's telling me her history she's here in the states she's an HR professional um, she's trying to to find a position on um, doing um, international sort of um, uh, visa management uh, within HR environments and we were talking and I said well well you know is sports still important to you and she's like oh yeah I, I, run every day I do all these things I said well why don't we look at organizations that have some affiliation from a sports perspective and her eyes just lit up right Um, so doing what you do it doesn't mean you always have to to find sort of like be passionate about you know every little piece of your job but you do have to be involved I think in the space that makes your heart sort of sing right Um, and I think that's the same thing for for People who are looking for professionals, right? Um, When you're talking to employee, possible employees and candidates, you know, asking about skills, asking about what they've done, asking about experience is all important. But you also have to start asking about what is that person passionate about and what um, type of things are they doing outside of work that sort of fits into the picture of your organization. Um, I think those are, are things that are really important. So,
0: sure. Yeah, that's great. So um, if, if, we, if we could go back in time just a short bit uh, as it relates to if, if you look back and said, okay, now that you know what you know now, all the research and work that you've done, and you could give some advice to yourself as, as a younger Stacey Harris of just starting your career in business, what, what would be the, the one or two things you would tell yourself if you could do that?
1: Always get a signed um, agreement before you quit your job. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, Number okay. one okay I feel that was like- a
1: very early, like- very young stacy <laughs> um but no, you know I, I think you know I've been very blessed in the fact that um i I tended to follow things that I was passionate about, and so I was very lucky to to get into roles uh, the other thing i i think if 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 I were to 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 talk to myself is to not be afraid of the jobs that are a little over my head um and and I think this is particularly an issue for for female um you know leaders and and entry level you know workers inside of organizations is we're oftentimes we feel like we have to have all the qualifications to take a job right it's 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 been sort of noted in the data and the research that that we're much more likely to feel like we're not qualified for a job right just because we don't have a a few of the characteristics um i have often found that taking that job that's over my head that being in an opportunities where i feel like I'm, i'm a little unprepared have been the best growing opportunities, the best learning opportunities for me. Um, and I think you know sometimes that little boost of confidence to say, "Look, you know, you 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 will rise to the occasion, and you'll learn while you're doing it," um, is important to uh, you know sort of allow people to sort of step into roles that they feel like they that they may not be ready for. Um, so if I have one a bit of a advice would be for myself back in the day it would have been, "You're you're more ready than you think you are," right?
0: Yeah, no, I've had that experience myself and encouraging yeah. some people and stepping out there as it relates to um, just just me believing in them more than they yeah. believe in themselves. And sometimes yeah. you can't see that, and that is interesting. And, and you've been consistent with your 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 messaging today, Stacy, which really resonates about the purpose. And I, I do agree that if 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 you're working in an area that you despise doing the work. I remember once vividly we we represented a client for about a month and I could tell everybody on my staff did not care for what the client was doing. Um, The business that they were in. uh, It was a business. It was legitimate, but it didn't feel right. And I I, after that month, I said, you know what, it's not worth it. And, And we I didn't fire the client. I just said, we're no longer going to provide the support to you. It just doesn't feel right to us. Yeah. And we still talk about that even to this day. Like there's very few former clients um, that we, that we go to that kind of level of memory. But on the flip side of that, if you work for a client that, you know, you really get passionate about or, or in, in our area, you know, we're, we're passionate about HR and payroll. So if you, and I just got off of a call, with a client who was super stoked to do something that most people are not super stoked with, and my two consultants were like, "Yeah, let's get after it," and I was, yes. I was just so thankful to be kind of a part of it and yeah. to see it. And so that passion, I think, is is paramount. And for the company to do their part to to connect those dots, where you know what what's the what's the saying? If you, if you do something you love, you never work a day in your life. Yeah.
1: Uh, and HR's got such a role in that, right? Because I think I think we oftentimes we're like, well, well, it has to be a good experience at work. Well, creating, putting ping pong tables and and good lunch buffets, and you know, and and even just you know like you know I used to work at a retail organization where we had you know ice cream socials. Those are all really great things, and not to say that they're wrong, but but I think there's something deeper, a more meaningful level that HR can get to. And and to not be afraid of that personal conversation because I think oftentimes we feel like HR shouldn't get into those conversations because, um, you know there are some risks of crossing the line but I think again that's where that courage comes in you have to be courageous enough to, to get to a point where you can have personal conversations and have personal um, discussions about things that are passionate and know where that line is when you know you get to a point where it's going beyond you know um, the 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 level at which you should be at from an HR professional so I think there's a fine line there but I think HR has to has to be part of it
0: so yeah no yeah my my belief in all this and kind of the 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 spurn of me doing this, I, I presented on this topic a couple of years ago at a at a regional conference, and um, you know I asked I asked this question uh, about dislike of HR, and I was concerned in in it that you know I'm I'm asking this question to 100 HR people, and they're gonna they're gonna boo me off the stage, and this this hour long yes. presentation is gonna be about 15 minutes, and I have to tell you, Stacy, I had I had half the room raise their hands. And, and and to get people to participate as i know you present in presentations sometimes it's is difficult and yes. i had this i had to cut them off i said i'll meet you at the bar afterward we'll finish the rest <laughs> of these and they were just the story after story after story that went on and so they felt this tension that exists yeah. and i believe to your point hr is at this they're they're in the aisle right i look at it as if they're in the aisle. you, you hear this like democrats and republicans we hear it all the time maybe not so much anymore because of how how fractured that is, but I'm going to reach across the aisle and make yeah. good policy. I think HR is in the aisle, right? They're yes. in the aisle between the business and the leadership and the employees. And it's it's a balancing act, right? It's not easy to do. and uh, But I think if they do it well, what an impact they can have on people's lives at work there first and yes. foremost. And then on the success of the business, uh, which is kind of an outcome of how happy the people are and how productive they are. And I, I, I believe that in my heart of heart. Um, and so, yeah, just super, super appreciative of you sharing that passion. So I'll end, I'll end on this as a, someone that's super great at what they do. Uh, if you had a definition for what I'm trying to coin as someone that does HR, like a boss, how would you define that?
1: Boy, definition of someone who does HR as a boss. Um, I think that, you know, when you, when you think about, about, and you put yourself as if you were owning your own company or you're, you're sort of, um, Running your own business, you know, unit right. If if that's easier, depending on where you're at, right. Um, the idea is that you know, think about what you would want to know as an employee, what you would want to see, what you would want to experience, right. And I th- and I think you end up with sort of a really much more sort of um, practical approach to how how things need to be done inside an organization. And so. Uh, First, you have to think about the outcomes your business is trying to achieve, and you have to think about, you know, the kind of um, environment you would like to work in, the kind of respect you would like to get as an employee, and if you can't achieve those things, whether that's through transparency or communication or through you know uh, you know honesty about what what's really going on or data about you know you know the realities of the financials and the numbers if you don't feel like that's something that you can share in your organization or have conversations about then the next question is why what is holding us back what are we afraid of happening inside of our organization and i think those are the kind of questions you've got to be willing to ask yourself holding that mirror up in front of your face um so i think you know eight, you know HR like a boss is all about sort of asking the difficult conversations, you know, asking the difficult questions, having the difficult conversations and being willing to, um, courageously, you know, take steps that will, will put those two worlds together, your, your business world and your employee world and make sure that their needs are both being met, um, instead of one over the other.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. No, thank you for sharing that. Well, I wish you continued success in all the research and uh, congratulations on on the work that you're doing. Uh, Continue to stay safe uh, throughout uh, the the pandemic that we're experiencing. And and, uh, if I could ever do anything to help you out, I certainly uh, would would take that opportunity. You've been a great uh, friend uh, virtually, over the years, I know we have a connection with our Northeast Ohio community, and uh, we'll woot woot the Browns behind us. Hopefully, that's right. <laughs> hopefully, um, we'll have some football, but who who knows how that will
1: eventually? Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll get it back eventually, in one way or another. So,
0: yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, thank you, John, for having me. It's it's always a pleasure, and i um, always happy to help. You know, friends who are who are going through these same kind of conversations, um, and you know, it's all of us need to keep having them. That these are what the, are the important way that we're going to move forward. So yeah, thank you. You Got
0: it. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Take care, Stacey. Yep. Thanks. Thank you for checking out the HR Like a Boss podcast. If it resonates with you, please consider leaving a rating and review and better yet subscribe and share with a friend. Until next time, let's continue to aspire to do amazingly awesome HR.